I knew a few Heathers, now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather. Welcome to the Hey Heather podcast, where I attempt to interview and get to know as many of the world's Heathers and their stories as humanly possible. I'm your host, Heather Edwards. Today's Heather comes to us from L.A. She's a singer-songwriter, bassist, and actress. Her music is raw, honest, emotional, and influenced by a range of dynamic women. She has written and recorded original music featured in Forbes, Parade Magazine, and the LA Times, played on Top 40 Radio and in movies. She's also opened for Sting and the late Natalie Cole. In 2020, she played the tap dancer on I Can See Your Voice, singing and tap dancing for music superstar Pat Monahan of Train, celebrity detectives Bob Saget, Yvette Nicole Brown, Cheryl Hines, and host Ken Jung. Please welcome to the show, Heather Yeomans. Hey, Heather, are you there? Hi, I am. Awesome. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, same. Thanks for having me. Of course. And you are based in LA, correct? I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah. How's the weather out there? Still probably pretty nice and warm, I would expect. (laughs) You know, it was pretty cold for a second. And now it's back to 80 degree days, which I'm really thankful for. It feels like an endless summer. Yeah, I miss that. I used to live in California and now I'm in Maryland. So, <laughs> oh, so cold. Definitely miss, so miss cold. the Cali weather. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, this is so cool. We have so much to talk about. You are a singer songwriter, which is amazing, an actress, also amazing. And you're also a tap dancer, which is, yeah. to me, almost the coolest part of all. <laughs> yeah. It's... How long have you been tap dancing? I've been tap dancing since I was three. And it's, kind of a crazy story how I got into it. I, um, when I was three, my parents noticed that my left leg was turning in. Um, so that caused, it caused me to look like pigeon toed just on my left foot. And so they took me to the doctor to see what was going on because it was a pattern and it was, um, it was pretty prominent. And the doctor said that I had this thing called um, fibular antiversion, and it's essentially pigeon-toedness on your left or on whatever leg you have it on. Um, Some people have it on both. Some people have it on either side. Um, So there are two things that you can do in that situation. You can put your kid into a surgery where they like shave the bone down because um, the issue is that it's, it's the way that like my hip and like leg bones are angled. Um, or the alternative that the doctors gave my parents was to put me in ballet classes. So my parents signed me up for a combo class in San Diego at a local dance studio doing ballet and tap. That's how I started tap dancing. I went with my, my neighborhood friend from down the street and we took that class together. And I have to say that uh, dancing has really saved my body. It's been just a crazy journey from, you know, when I was three years old and knowing that my body couldn't do certain things or make certain shapes like the other dancers that I was with in class. And I have so much love in my heart um, just for the process and the journey, um, especially having danced on national television and being able to share that with the world after overcoming those obstacles was a, a pretty awesome moment, I have to say. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I love it. Surgery or dance? Well, I think I would I would pick dance too. Good for your parents. <laughs> and look what it led to, right? This lifelong love of dance. And that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. So this this show brought that whole story back up again. I remember talking to my mom on the phone after I Can See Your Voice aired and I tap danced on the show and she reminded me of the struggle because, you know, over the years, I'm 28 now, it's easy to forget what you've overcome. I still live with this and, and doctors have told me that I just, I just can't gain a lot of weight. I have to stay really active and really fit um, to make sure that it's, it's not a bigger issue in my life. And thankfully, I've been pretty good at that. And, and because of the tap dancing, obviously, because it's really great cardio. <laughs> but, you know, something that she mentioned was, you know, this whole journey started over the course of several doctor visits. And it was a decision that my parents had to sit down and talk about really seriously. Um, because anything that involves surgery with a little kid is a little scary. Um, I know it was scary for me. I even remember it even though I was like three at the time. I mean, when you go through conversations like that, when you're a little kid, my mom was never the person to like hold things back from me. Um, you remember those moments, you do, because they're like permanently etched in your mind. Um, I'm really happy with the decision that they made and that they look to dance for, for therapy for me. And now it's something I have for the rest of my life, which is super special. Yeah, that's so special. Props to them for sure. Yeah, you mentioned So I Can See Your Voice. That is the show that you were on. You are the tap dancer. I've watched clips. You're an amazing dancer. Thank you. This is so cool to be able to talk to you about this. Yeah. So I Can See Your Voice. Can you tell us a little bit about the premise of the show? Yeah. And how that works. So when I first got called to do this show, that was a question I had myself because this is the first time I can see your voices come to the United States because it's popular in Thailand and South Korea originally. So the clips that existed online of the show were all in a different language. Um, so the U.S. version is its own like deal. Um, a lot of the same general concepts, though, there are six secret voices on every episode and they're different ones each time. And they all have pseudonyms. Like my pseudonym was the tap dancer. So I tapped. Um, there was another girl on another episode that was the flautist. And then there was the harpist. I just love that when they combined um, two talents together. Because um, ironically enough, those girls were also really awesome singers. So we all have pseudonyms. And there is a panel of celebrity detectives and a music superstar who work to advise the contestant um, who the good and bad singers are. So this contestant is playing to win, ideally, at the end of the show, $100,000. So for every bad singer they eliminate, they win money. Um, and at the end, um, we're left with one secret voice and the contestant has to, has to decide if they're going to risk it all or if they're going to keep their money and wait and see if that person at the end is actually a good singer. That final performance is with the music superstar. So it's a duet between the final secret voice and that celebrity. 
And during my episode, the music superstar was Pat Monahan of Train, who is a very big influence of mine. I love Train. I love their music. I think that Pat is an incredible musician, singer, and songwriter. So I was thrilled that he was on my episode and that I got to meet him and and eventually sing for him. (laughs) Yeah, I bet. I didn't get to sing with him. Um, I was crossing my fingers. Um, So with that said... um, Throughout the entire episode, there are these different rounds during which the secret voices do some sort of action or they show a video and ultimately one is eliminated. The first one is the lip sync challenge. There are two of those. Uh, I was eliminated in the second lip sync challenge uh, because everybody thought I was just a really good tap dancer and not a singer. (laughs) And then once the secret voice gets eliminated, you get to reveal if you're a good singer or a bad singer. And I sang Young Blood by Five Seconds of Summer. I tapped at the top of it and I really surprised every single person on that panel. Um, their faces were pretty priceless. I had to, it, it took everything in me to hold it together so I could just perform and like, not react to how funny their faces were. (laughs) Um, So after the lip sync challenge, um, there's the next challenge, which is unlock my life where Ken Jung essentially steals, um, steals air quotes, um, the phones of the secret voices that remain and the panel and the contestant have to pick one video that they want to see and the video is full of clues about that secret voice um and then they decide if they're going to eliminate that person or not and then one person is eliminated then there's um a round called interrogation which the panel gets to select one uh secret voice to interrogate and it's the first time that you like hear their voice because during this entire thing they're trying to guess who singers are without even hearing them talk right it's just by you know how they perform or what they look like. Um, And then the final round is, you know, the big reveal. So it's a very cool show. I have been guessing along in these other episodes that have aired after mine. And I'm actually pretty decent. I've been getting five out of six right every time. Nice. Usually one secret voice that just really throws me, like really throws me off. I have no idea. It's pretty hard, and it, it's not as easy as people might think to guess um, who the good and bad singers are because the, the bad singers that are cast are pretty good uh, actors or comedians, mm-hmm. and they really play their parts well. But it was just such a wild experience, let me tell you. Um, I have nothing but awesome things to say about Ken Jung. He's just good people and everybody, you know, that he surrounds himself with, they're the same way. So it was a very encouraging and inspiring set for artists to be on. So I was very thankful for that because sometimes these singing reality shows, uh, you know, there are already a lot of pressure and the environment on set can be even more stressful. So they did a really good job of making sure that we were at ease. We had the best coaches, vocal coaches, choreographers working with us to make sure that we felt 100% good about the performance that we were going to deliver. I was so thankful for that. And yeah, it was, it was just so wild. I'm so thankful. And, you know, there were a lot of comments after my reveal performance that didn't air 
that really inspired me. It's funny, Yvette Nicole Brown was one of the celebrity detectives. And she said, if we had heard you speak, we would have known that your voice from the lip sync challenge was really yours. Because I have um, a pretty, as you can hear, a a lower, deeper, richer speaking Mm -hmm. voice. And that's how my singing voice is as well. Right. Um, But I don't look like that. (laughs) And I think that's that's something that I, I still forget sometimes that my voice doesn't really match what my body looks like people are really surprised when they they come up and you know talk to me for the first time and they're like wow like the way that the tone of your voice and the way that you speak like you look so young but you sound so old and I'm like that's just me uh (laughs) so she said that and you know I told Pat Monaghan what a big influence he was on me he it wasn't aired, but during the entire shooting, he was trying to convince all the other celebrity detectives that I really was a singer. <laughs> and he said, I tried to tell them. And yeah, you know, I mean, I think I think it really like takes one to know one um, with singers. There's like a sense that you get. Um, maybe that's why I'm a good guesser <laughs> on the subsequent <laughs> episodes. Right. But, you know, my favorite comment of all of them was Bob Saget saying, your feet were a decoy. And it was true. It was so true. And honestly, in those shows, too, it's like it's casted pretty marvelously because you even when, when I'm watching these other episodes, they're picking people that are really great singers where their voices don't match the way that they look. And that is so intriguing to me. Um, cause it's like the best surprise is so unexpected. It was just so wild. And, you know, that was a comment that Adrian made to me. She's like, I didn't think that was your voice on the lip sync. She's like, it was too good too. And I'm like, that's pretty much the best compliment that you can get. I'm so happy that you explained how the show worked because I was so confused because when I watched clips that I found of you, I knew you were a tap dancer, but I couldn't tell myself, is she lip singing? I was like, no. I really don't think she is. That's her real voice. And I was blown away because I did realize it was you actually singing. And I was like, holy shit, this girl, that voice coming out of you and your feet moving like that. Ah, That's so amazing. I love that. You are a singer songwriter. You've actually opened for Sting and the late Natalie Cole. Yeah. So when I was a teenager, I got the opportunity to be an opening soloist for a a UNICEF charity event that headlined Sting and Natalie Cole. And it was like one of the best nights of my life because it was then that I met Sting and I met Natalie Cole and I got to talk to them. And Sting was just so inspiring that night. I remember watching him perform. He was singing and then he sang and played bass. And I knew when I looked up at him that that was what I wanted to do. I was trying to find my other instrument other than the voice and I picked up bass. I still play bass to this day. I do PR for Fender oh, cool. guitars, you know, one of the one of the world's largest guitar companies during the day um, when I'm not doing singing stuff. So um, yeah, that was a really defining moment for me being able to meet him and watch him perform. It's just so inspiring. And I, I, I grew up listening to both of them. Um, They were definitely, you know, the CDs that were in my parents' car when I was growing up. I mean, Sting, The Police, uh, Natalie Cole, a lot of Elton John, um, Divas Live, which was this like incredible live recording of 
Aretha Franklin and Celine Dion and Shania Twain and Mariah Carey, Gloria Estevan. Like, I mean, the list just goes on and on. I, I had a lot of really great music around me when I was growing up. My parents are both really musical and it rubbed off on me. It rubbed off on both of my brothers. Um, one of my brothers is a saxophone player in the U.S. Army. So um, he's kind of taken, you know, on that tradition of, uh, of the, the family um, musicalness, if you will. But um, yeah, we're just a very musical family. And I just feel so lucky to have grown up in that supportive of an environment. Yeah, that's an amazing story. I love that you're all so musical. That's that's a cool <laughs> a cool trait to share with everyone in your family. It's cool. Yeah. Not enough for a family band yet, just because we have two saxophone players. We have two vocalists. My mom sings. Uh, my dad plays the drums. And so that kind of leaves a gap there. Like we have <laughs> nobody that really plays keys or piano. I guess I could cover the bass. My husband is a professional guitar players. So we're getting there. <laughs> we're it. getting close to having the family band assembled. So what's next? Is there any big goal that you have or, or anything on your bucket list that you would like to accomplish coming up in the near future? Oh my goodness. Um, so I was so thankful this year to release a new song called Shine. It's a song I wrote as a love letter to my younger self. And it's just a really inspiring anthem for women of all ages just to embrace who they are and, and, you know, what's beneath the skin is what really matters. So I put that out into the world. I was really just overwhelmed by the response um, and, and the messages that I got. I had one lady reach out and say that she was bullied as a kid and this song just really brought life to her. And she said, look at us now. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can relate to that. You know, I, I always felt like I was, I was never bullied or like teased necessarily in school, but I, I felt like a, a little bit of an outsider at some point. And so in that respect, I can, I can relate to that in some way, even though I, I didn't, obviously didn't go through that. So yeah, the song has just been everything I could have wished for. I mean, as an artist, all you can really hope to do is, you know, put your message out into the world and hope that it impacts people. And and that's what it did. And and the song was featured in Parade uh, magazine and by Forbes Women. So I feel like it just got this lovely extended reach to a, a bunch of ladies that wouldn't have known um, about the song otherwise. So I'm for that, I'm just so grateful. Yeah, congratulations on that. I, I actually listened to it when we first connected on Instagram, and it's beautiful. Oh, thanks. Very, very nicely done. Oh, thank you. Where can our listeners go to listen? Uh, to Shine? Yes. So if anybody listening wants to listen to Shine, you can go follow me on Spotify. It's Heather Yeomans, that's the artist's name, and then Shine should be right up there at the top. You can also Google Heather Yeomans Shine music video or go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Heather Yeomans to watch the music video, which is inspired by Never Been Kissed, that um, late 90s cult classic film that stars Drew Barrymore and uh, Lily Sobieski. It's one of my favorite films of all time. And the video is super fun. But I definitely encourage everybody to just follow on Spotify, follow me on Instagram. I post a lot on there. It's like half singing uh, videos. Actually, I'll t- it's like part singing videos, part tap dancing videos. And then the rest of it is just posts of my dog. 
because I love her. I love it. That's a perfect combination. Yeah, I have the cutest little Jack Russell Terrier. She's a rescue dog and she just turned four. And I have to say that I've just been so thankful to have her here during quarantine. And she's so spoiled because she gets to see me all the time now. Um, And she loves music. Whenever my husband and I play guitar or bass and we tap our foot, she comes over and she sits on our foot that's tapping. But yeah, new music is coming in the future. I know in winter of 2021, I'm going to be putting out a new song called A Little Closer to Happy. So stay tuned for that. There'll be a music video. And then I'm working on a new ballad. So a lot of fun stuff happening. I just really want to get, you know, my message and music out into the world. And I hope that it impacts people. And, you know, if along the way, there are some other incredible opportunities that come up, like I can see your voice, where I get a platform to share that, I would, of course, welcome it. You know, I'm I'm so grateful and thankful. And it's been quite the journey for me. I've been working professionally as a performer since I was 10 years old. So um, I think the moral of the story is if you want something bad enough, just stick to it and keep going and embrace the journey because that's what it's all about, you know, and all these other things that come up along the way, like, you know, I can see your voice or other accomplishments, you know, those are just points on that journey. And I think it's more about, at least for me now, um, developing this incredible community of musicians around me that inspire me and um, just feeling fulfilled myself with with the music that I'm creating and that I'm getting better each day. Oh, yeah. You're definitely going to have a bright future. You've got a great vibe. You've got the right attitude. (laughs) I definitely see awesome, amazing (laughs) things happening for you. I can't wait for our listeners to hear this episode. Me too. I'm so excited. How cool is it? that you created a podcast that's all about Heathers. That's incredible. Thank you so much. I know it's kind of along the same lines as you were speaking to earlier. It's like, I just want to create a community where I can share people's stories and build some camaraderie between all of these people that share the name Heather with me. And it's been great so far. We've got quite a nice little, uh, we've been calling ourselves a bouquet lately. I'm like, what is it? Is it a tribe? Is it, you know, a a huddle of Heathers? And one of the, the women on Instagram said, no, we're a bouquet. And I love that. It was like instant winner for me. So the more Heathers that we can gather for our bouquet, the better. Because <laughs> we're flowers. Exactly. So I remember somebody got me Heather flowers for Valentine's Day one year, and I was so excited. So we really are quite literally a bouquet of Heathers. It's just, it's so beautiful to have this little community. That's funny to think about. I don't think I've ever received Heathers. I've I've gotten, you know, flowers for different occasions, but never Heathers. They're super beautiful, <laughs> might I say. Well, yeah. They're like pink and purple um, shrubs. And I, I remember reading about them in books, like books that were set in like England and Scotland and thinking, oh, I wish you know, that I could get, you know, my own bouquet of Heathers one day. And then the other place that I always see our name is um, like the color Heather Gray, which is like everywhere when you go to like buy t-shirts or whatever. (laughs) Um, But I really love my name. I gotta say, um, I wouldn't change it for the world. So that's that. And this is so cool. Yeah, I have to ask you if you know why you were named Heather. Um, you know, I think my mom liked the flower aspect of it. She still calls me her little flower. And, you know, when I graduated high school, she wrote this um, 
this poem that was a surprise in the back of the yearbook. And it was all about, you know, planting a seed, a little flower grows, and then she goes off into the world. So I think that had a lot to do with with her naming me. Heather, I know one of the runner-up names was Chloe, but I prefer Heather. (laughs) Um, I think she just thought it sounded really pretty, too. Yeah, that's a great reason. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited that we got to connect for this interview. We have to stay connected now because you're officially part of the bouquet. (laughs) So feel free to reach out anytime. If you ever want to come back on, do a part two or anything like that, you know how to reach me now and we can definitely do that. That sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on and what a cool concept. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're very welcome and we'll talk again soon. Enjoy the rest of your week, Heather. Thanks, you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe. You can also sign up to receive updates and other podcast news on our website, theheyheatherpodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram at theheyheatherpodcast. I knew a few Heathers. Now I know a lot of Heathers. Let's get to know one more. Hey, Heather.